Well, friends, uh, good morning and uh, welcome if you are a teacher to the second half of the Dean Close term. I hope if you had the pleasure of enjoying some of the half term uh, that it was good for you. We uh, as a family enjoyed some sunny uh, walks in Cranham Woods, uh, which were just totally gorgeous in their emerald majesty. Just fantastic. And um, I know it's a, it, it, it'll, it'll feel different this next half a term, of course, uh, with more pupils back. And again, it's a, a rejigging of the new familiar so that we feel sufficiently uncomfortable because it feels quite new. Um, so here we are again, feeling uh, like we're at the first day of school as a pupil with new sets of uniform, if you're anything like me, and uh, feeling like we need help. And that's no bad place to be as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. God is close to those who trust in him. Lord, as we come to you today and the beginning of this second half of the summer term, we recognise that we don't know what it will hold. Now, you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And so right now, in a moment of quiet, we hold our day, these five weeks, out to you. we decide to set aside this moment to centre our minds and our hearts on you, would you gather up our scattered senses and focus them on you? We bring you our sin, we bring you our guilt and we thank you for the assurance of forgiveness, of cleansing, of acceptance, of welcome that you give us through Christ's death on the cross, his resurrection, his ascension. Be our rescuer, be our saviour, our anointed one. And we decide to bring a large measure of expectation to you even this morning and we pray that you'd fill us up, that you would be our portion. We um, finished up the last half a term on Psalm 19. So here we are with Psalm 20. For the director of music, Mr. Tim McVitie, uh, if you're listening, a Psalm of David. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices except all your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Now this I know, the Lord gives victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we 
rise up and stand firm. Lord, give victory to the King. Answer us when we call. I've really enjoyed having a little look at Psalm 20 just just now in preparation, and it's not one I knew very well uh, before. It strikes me that it divides into, into two, verses one to five. The first half is full of maybes. Each line begins with a, a blessing, I suppose. May the Lord, may he, may he, may he, may we. And it's, uh, I suppose it, it, it's a prayer, it's a blessing which paints a picture of an ideal life, one which enjoys security. Answer when we're in distress. One which enjoys acceptance. May he remember all your sacrifices, accept your burnt offerings. One which uh, prays for success. May all your plans succeed through Google Classroom, Microsoft Teams and whatever else. And one which prays for joy. May we shout for joy over your victory. And who wouldn't want the life that this paints? Security, acceptance, success and joy. In fact, if you're more of an Eeyore in your dispensation, you may find this a little bit saccharine, a little bit Clinton cards. But it's interesting, the second half of the psalm is quite different in tone. It's not full of maybes or blessings or prayers for something. It's actually full of total certainty. Verse 6, now this I know. And what follows is a series of certainties that the Lord always gives victory not to his people, but to his anointed. You remember in Old Testament times, this um, choosing of a king, a promised king through the anointing with oil. The sign of God's choosing. It is to the king whom the Lord gives victory. Verse 7 reminds us that trusting in the king, in the anointed one, is going to put us in a, a minority in the world. It always has done. Some trust in chariots, some in horses. And those are sort of hyperlink ways of talking about trusting in our own strength, in the strength and intelligence and cunning of humanity. But we, in contradistinction, trust in the name of the Lord our God. We are to be a unique minority in whom we trust not in humanity, but in God, in his anointed one, in the king. Give victory to the king, verse 9. And here's the thing. What we discover in Psalm 20 is that our dreams for security, acceptance, success and joy are rooted in the certain blessing of another. In a certain blessing of the Christ, the chosen, anointed one, in him. Friends, this morning we have security. In him we have acceptance. In him we have success. In him we may have joy. So I wonder, are you daunted by the prospect of a more of the same second half of term when we all had hoped it might have uh, begun to feel more normal? Well, lift your eyes to him, to the anointed one, to the one in whom we know we will find success, joy, acceptance security. Uh, perhaps different 
that you're feeling self-confident. You think, I can do this. You're gathering a head of steam. Don't be self-confident. Don't put your trust in man or woman, in yourself, in the guile and cunning and intelligence of humanity. Look to him. Look to Jesus, the one in whom we know there is blessing to be found. Be confident in him. Be confident that your dreams will be fulfilled and become a reality on the last day because of being in him. We praise you, Lord Jesus, for all that you mean for us on this, the 1st of June, 2020. Here's a prayer for those who are battling fear. Do not be afraid, your angels proclaim to those shaking shepherds, and you whisper the same generation after generation to us. But disease ravages our world. Heartbreak turns commonplace, and nameless grief settles deep in our bones. Is it any wonder we tremble so easily? You remember that we are made of dust and breath and how our unnaturally natural tendency is to cower in the dark places of our minds, pointing fingers at one another, forgetting the shadow of safety you offer under your wings wide enough to hold us all. Our groaning is not hidden from you, O Holy Father. Do not ignore our weeping cries and quaking knees and besieged hearts, for you alone hold power to pull us from the miry pit, the one from which fear has stolen our ladder. How long, O God, when will we see your goodness in the land of the living? Remind us, Jesus, that you lay sleeping in the boat in the middle of the storm at sea, you are neither surprised nor distressed by the mounting chaos. You are not a God who panics. O Christ, who defeated the sting of death upon the cross, be near and calm the sea within us with one word so that we may then comfort others with the same comfort you give to us. Out of your loving kindness you do not condemn our fear, but rather call us into something far more magnificent, wild, glorious trust in the one who holds the world together. Amen. And on this uh, first Viral Chaplaincy podcast at the beginning of this second half of term, let's close with the Lord's Prayer. You may wish to form the words on your lips uh, this morning with me. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Sending love uh, to you all and hoping to see some of you, perhaps more of you, around school this second half of term. Bye now.